When I'm looking for topics for these videos, I often start by thinking about the advice I give most often in my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Often this takes the form of anecdotes, and the story I tell most often is one from Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman had been invited to a conference full of artists, creators, scientists, discoverers, inventors, and on the second or third night of the conference, he found himself at a music event, and he was standing in the back talking to an elderly gentleman that he'd met, and they'd bonded over, among other things, their shared name. They were both called Neil. And this other man was saying that he felt very out of place there because these people were amazing. They'd done so much, they'd created so much. And he says, what the heck am I doing here? After all, I just went where people told me to go. And Neil Gaiman said, but Neil, you were the first man to walk on the moon. Which just goes to show, imposter syndrome is universal. Hi, I'm Lance, and welcome to Feel the Boot. Imposter syndrome is something that I end up talking about a lot because it is a real problem for a lot of the founders that I talk to. But I think most of us are very reluctant to admit to it. We try to put forth an image of being super competent and on top of things and really building this amazing new company, while inside we're feeling like, wow, as soon as someone catches on, they're gonna realize that I'm just a fraud. And that really is the core of imposter syndrome, is that feeling of being a fraud, of being concerned that you'll be caught out, despite the fact that there's usually ample evidence of your competence. One survey in England showed that 85% of respondents felt like frauds or inadequate in their work environment, despite the fact that only 25% of them had ever even heard the term imposter syndrome. One of the problems with imposter syndrome is it can be paralyzing. People feel like they don't know enough. They are often perfectionists. They get stopped from moving forwards because of this self-doubt. And that really is the core of the problem. I think about this issue a lot because I also have imposter syndrome. Despite the objective facts of my business success, my scientific educational success, success with my family, uh, monetary outcomes, the fact that I'm surrounded by people who seek me out for advice, this would seem to be objective evidence that I've got something going on, but yet I am constantly plagued by this feeling that I am not up to it, particularly with respect to this channel. Every time I take on a new topic, I always feel like, but why should I be talking about this? What do I have to contribute? Fortunately, when I put these out, I'm getting good response. People are saying that was useful, that was helpful, but that really never makes that voice completely go away. But knowing about imposter syndrome and knowing that that's this sort of artificial thing allows me to tell that voice somewhat more effectively to go shut up. In many ways, I think that entrepreneurs are particularly vulnerable to imposter syndrome because they tend to be very high achieving individuals. They set high standards. They're looking to do really big things in the world. They want to have big impacts. And the people they're comparing themselves to are the most successful people on the planet. They're not comparing themselves to Joe who owns a shoe shop down the lane. They're looking at uh, Bill Gates or Elon Musk or Steve Jobs, really hugely successful people, of which there are only a handful on the planet. But that's what we are aspiring to. And when that's what you're comparing yourself to all, to all the time, it makes it very easy to feel inadequate, despite the fact that you're still far more competent and successful than almost anyone else in the world. 
This also relates to the ability to actually have a realistic view of the world. I mean, think about someone who is on the opposite side of the spectrum, someone who has no doubts about their own competence. They're going to run roughshod over all sorts of things. They're not going to stop and question their first impulse. And that can cause a lot of damage in a company where it's important to think through the decisions you're making. In fact, there's a name for this too. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's related to the fact that the more competent you are, the less confident you are, and vice versa. Incompetent people tend to radically overestimate how competent and knowledgeable they actually are. So if you are doubting yourself, that's probably a good sign that you actually understand the complexities of what you're doing. The people who have total confidence in all of their decisions often do so because they actually have no idea how complicated this thing actually is. It turns out that incompetent people have a misunderstanding of themselves. They overestimate their own abilities, whereas highly competent people make the mistake of assuming everyone else is as competent and intelligent as they are, even when they're at the far high end of the curve. Again, I think this has to do with who we compare ourselves with. When you're only involved with other entrepreneurs or other academics, other very successful people, and that's the audience that you compare yourself to, and you're looking at the truly successful founders with amazing exits, you assume that everyone is like that. And that can make you feel relatively less competent. But that's not the reality. If you've decided to take on this course with open eyes, you are almost certainly very highly capable. I remember following this entire arc when I studied Kung Fu. When I first started, within the first six months, you learn some techniques, you learn how to hit things, how to throw punches, how to throw kicks, and I felt like a badass. I was almost wishing that someone would come jump me when I was walking down the street at night so I could use all these awesome techniques that I'd been studying. And then I learned more, and I got better at Kung Fu, and did more sparring. And the more I learned, the less competent and the more I learned, the less confident I became. I realized how vulnerable I was to a lucky shot or someone else with some skill or the chances of falling down or they've got friends or they've got a weapon. The more I learned, the less I wanted to get in a fight until after 10 years, while I felt very confident in my ability to do these things, I was certainly in much better shape than I'd ever been, more flexible, more coordinated, more able to do all of these fancy maneuvers, there's no way I ever wanted to use any of them. I think part of the phenomena is the more you know, the more you know you don't know. To some sense, I think of what the area of knowledge as sort of a region on a sheet of paper, and the boundary is where you're interfacing with things you don't know yet. And the larger the area is on that paper, the longer the circumference line is going to be. So each time you learn something new, you actually expand the number of things that you know that you don't know. Now, of course, there are things that you don't know you don't know, and they exist out there in almost infinite numbers. But the larger your actual knowledge is, the more aware you are of the sheer number of things that you don't know. And that insight can make you feel a lack of confidence, but it's also a very realistic and accurate assessment and helps you make much better decisions than someone who doesn't understand the scope of their ignorance. I think a lot of us just assume that if we can do something, it must be something anyone could do and it must be fairly easy to do. And we underestimate the difficulty of these things. It reminds me of a joke from Groucho Marx when he resigned a club. He said, 
I refuse to belong to any club that would have someone like me as a member. So my closing thought on this is just always remind yourself when you have these feelings of being a fraud or inadequate or that you're going to get caught out that almost all of us are feeling the same way all the time. Some of us have gotten pretty good at faking it, so it's not obvious that we feel that way, but most of us do. And you can leverage this in useful ways. It can help motivate you. It can help give you insight into making good decisions. It helps you question your first assumptions and make sure you dig a little bit deeper before you just go forward with that initial idea. It may also help you understand where in fact you have weaknesses, as we all really do. And when you're building your company, hire to fill those. Understand where your strengths aren't and make sure that you bring in people to compensate for that. Because while you might be able to go from, say, a truly incompetent accountant to being merely a bad accountant, you could go from being an excellent engineer to a world-class engineer or a fantastic manager to a superlative manager. And that's going to be worth much more. So go hire that accountant and focus on the areas of your true expertise where you're going to add the most value to the business. And sometimes people get hung up on things like credentials or formal experience. Those really don't matter. Having a piece of paper that says that you've achieved something doesn't actually mean you're very good at it or you've accomplished something that's important. What matters is what do you know? What can you do? How can you use the knowledge you've got? And I encourage you, be open about these concerns and your feelings with other founders. I think mutual support and discussion is really helpful. Knowing that other people share this can help give you confidence that it isn't something at the core of your being, but just an emotional state that you're going through that doesn't actually reflect badly on you. I think the more we're open and honest about this kind of thing, the better it is for the entire entrepreneur community. Thanks for listening to this episode of Feel the Boot. I hope you found it useful and interesting, and if so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. I also encourage you to check out our website at feeltheboot.com and our Feel the Boot YouTube channel with video versions of these podcasts. Finally, I would really appreciate it if you would share this information with other entrepreneurs. I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Till next time, ciao.